welcome to episode seven of Oversharing Wearing. I hope you're all doing well. I just need to apologise because in my last episode, when I spoke about my first marriage, I know I said just to leave, but in as my friend pointed out to me, it's best to seek help first as at the point of wanting to leave a relationship if you're not happy and it is abusive. Statistically, it's the most dangerous time to leave. So I'm really sorry for being gung-ho and just leave the bastard. So sorry about that. So I'll crack on uh, straight away, start to chat this week about unwanted thoughts and how they came about because of the relationship with my son and his behaviour. I will also just say, first of all, that I've got his permission to chat about this stuff. I mean, the kid's a saint. but <laughs> So after I left uh, my son's dad, I just felt a hell of a lot of shame and guilt. It was probably one of the loneliest times of my life. When you've lost control of your own narrative and someone's pretty much destroyed your self-esteem, it's really, really tough to find the path back to who you were. Luckily, because I had my son, I knew that I had to be strong for him and I'd left and that in itself was empowering, but the scales had suddenly tipped and I had very few people around me, to be honest, that were there because a lot of my friends were starting out their lives. I was 24 with a, a child when most of my friends were living in London or starting new careers. And I think as well, my parents were hugely disappointed that it hadn't worked out. So as I said, it was a very isolating, difficult time. But because I love my son so much, it just propelled me to keep moving forwards. And at the time, I was definitely more angry than anxious. Sometimes the fear of what's happening in your life, or if you feel fear, it, it can make you very angry. Or it can come out like that at, at times. And and for me, there was a bit of a storm raging in my head. I was I just felt so kind of the injustice of being in such a difficult relationship and at the time he he was doing his level best to say to people that it he was the victim he just kind of tried to reach out to people and badmouth me and to be honest charm really can hide a multitude of sins that's all I'm saying <laughs> so obviously with a little two-year-old on my own I I got a different better job and I was working in Holland and Barrett which I know wasn't fancy but back then it was a bit of a lifeline and also I was around humans that were not too to asking for a snack every 10 seconds and not having to watch Teletubbies <laughs> Because I thought if I have to watch that bloody programme one more time, I'm going to go mad. But, oh my God, talking of working in Holland and Barrett, so it's this health store for you've the, you know, those of you that don't know. 
And basically, there was this woman who worked there, looked like the most sweet, innocent woman, but she basically totally had enough of her husband. So she started to cook his food and add dog food to it. And she'd get the complete joy just sitting there as he tucked in. I mean, what the bloody hell was that all about? But that was just mind-boggling. And it was just nice to kind of go to work, earn some money. Um, But I've always had such a hard time switching off and struggled with sort of intrusive thoughts, especially after... I left because I think you you know you're in a state of flux you're frightened and trying to kind of get your life back together and I'd ha- I have had them on and off throughout my life just sort of this urge to kind of hit someone in the face and obviously I never would and I know that sounds really random but an example of um, the unwanted thoughts I was getting was I'd be pushing my son in the buggy and maybe we'd be going over a bridge and I'd sort of think, well, what would happen if I just threw the buggy in the water with my child in it? And it was it was so horrible because they'd come out of nowhere. I have done quite a lot of research into that and I and it feels like actually it's more common than people think. But at the time I, I didn't know what was happening to me. And I was I was actually quite frightened of those sort of thoughts and feelings. Obviously, I would have never acted on them because I I love him so much. But it led me to actually start to have counselling, which was just so amazing. And to kind of unpick what had happened in the marriage. And it was so good to just be able to have that honesty and connection with somebody. It was around that, after that time... So a few months after the separation that I met my now husband and he was incredibly gentle and kind and just amazing at understanding me. I told him quite early on what I'd been through at university and my marriage, which didn't scare him off amazingly. And I think because I was having the counselling and taking medication, it that greatly helped and he could see that I was trying to get better and actually when you're in love or you're falling in love with someone that that was such an amazing feeling so we were we were very very happy together from the outset and I was so lucky but people would say to him oh you're so good to take on Sophie and her baby as if we were some sort of charity case honestly it was it was awful People actually would sometimes avoid me because they knew I I was getting divorced. It was just weird. But my husband was just an incredible support and completely understood my anxiety. But I never wanted him to be like a, a crutch for me so that I could, I'd only be okay if I was around him. I didn't want that. That's just too codependent and unhealthy. So throughout the counselling I had, I tried very hard to take a look at myself and my part in what had happened. But I'm not going to lie, I was angry and we did have huge fights, you know, on occasion, just because I had all this... I didn't know how to deal with my emotions. I didn't know... I, I wasn't very mature, if I'm honest, you know, I had a son and a job, but it, I wasn't, 
you know, I didn't always behave very well, if I'm honest. And we sort of look back on that time and, like, cringe a bit, but on, on both parts. But it was, you know, we were, we were very lucky, I think, to find each other. And after about uh, a year, we decided to have a baby. And it was around this time that my son was starting at nursery. And that's when things really kicked up a gear, because... When you have a child, or, well, before you even have the child, you you have this idea of what sort of parent you want to be. You know, I'm never going to shout. I'm just going to be the most loving, patient, amazing person to this baby. And, of course, you know, we most of us are all those things. But also, you've, there's the tiredness. There's the huge shift in life. Um, and everything is about them, and as it should be. But, you know, I remember not even being able to hardly go for a wee. It was ridiculous because it's intense in those early months. And when I... So when he was going to uni... Um, uni. <laughs> when he was going to uni, When he was going to nursery, sorry. I, I was just like... A little bit of me was like, phew. Because he was quite an intense kid. You know, my husband would say, you know, God, he's all, he was always pacing around and busy looking at and kept himself like going the whole time like getting him to sleep was not a fun thing I'm sure some of you have been through that where you just need a huge amount of patience but he was just you know very very sweet but he hadn't really been around other kids if I'm honest he he was with me and my husband a lot but when he started at nursery it was like a switch flicked in him and he actually was not very nice to a lot of the kids there. He'd pushed them. On one occasion, he thought he was Simba from the Bloody Lion King and bit this kid. I Honestly, oh, the shame and embarrassment. And actually, at, at the nursery, they didn't really know what to do. So they brought in an early years specialist to monitor my son's behaviour because he wouldn't sit on the carpet he was quite restless and it was it was really, really tough. And invariably, when I picked him up, there would be, can I have a word, Sophie? And I'd be like, oh, God, here we go. And I, I hated it, to be honest. I, I couldn't, I found it really hard to cope because I just got pregnant uh, with my daughter. And I, that had its own issues because I was really, really worried about having a baby with somebody else and so when my son started acting out at nursery people would say well it's because you've you've got divorced it's because you're not having a baby with somebody else and so I took him to a health shop to chat to about getting home homeopathy for him and the lady asked if he'd had the MMR jab and I said yes and she said well that's it his behavior's like that because of the MMR jab there's all this evidence to suggest that it's you know it can affect their behavior and I was like oh shit god is that the case I, I bloody hope not and I got all this misinformation actually because it wasn't true so we tried homeopathy and cranial osteopathy and also sort of trying to talk to, to him and say, you know, why are you hitting these the kids? You know, it's not good. You can't be like that. And I'll tell you what, 
nobody wanted to be his friend. Nobody hardly spoke to me. And I remember on one occasion saying to this mum, oh, hi, uh, you know, my son really likes your little boy. And she was like, well, my son doesn't like your son at all. He He's pushed him. And I just said, I'm so, so sorry. We are really trying to work out why he's like that. Believe me, you know, we're not happy and we're trying to teach him kind hands and stuff like that. And actually after that, she was quite nice to me. But I, I think, you know, when you've got a kid rampaging through nursery and being a bit of a nutter, you know, people aren't going to be kind about it. You know, I was 25 and quite young, I suppose, in some ways. What I should have done is just taken him out, but I didn't. But that's when the unwanted thoughts really, really kicked in. And I was actually quite frightened of being alone with him. And it's very, very hard to admit that, actually. But I was frightened because there were times I just... I didn't like him, if I'm honest. I just... I loved him and wanted him so much. And it was like, you know, why are you being like this? And... You know, I saw the looks in other parents' eyes. He was never invited to parties. And I the shame. I just, I just, I, I blamed myself. And I did think, is, is it because I left his dad, you know? And so we, we tried cutting out sugar and look, modifying his diet. All of this was quite subtle. It all sounds quite extreme. But we were trying to get to the root of the problem and when the early years um lady came she said there's there's nothing wrong with him he's just a very active three and a half year old he's very very bright but that kind of left me you know no better off because we were struggling and we were definitely struggling with his behavior so they brought in another person a couple of months later again there's he seems perfectly fine even though his behavior was the contrary and I so at that point we were I know it's ridiculous but the nursery which was is a Christian based nursery suggests that he had this counseling at four and I oh my god I felt like such a fucking failure but I I went along and the person sort of observed us and they said you know he's he's very very bright you're in too intense with him you're trying to second guess his behavior which I was and when he had a chat with my little boy he said I just want to be with my mummy and I just I was just like oh god I should have just taken him out but I I just thought well he, he he's at the right age for nursery this is right for him but when you've got a kid that acts out so publicly it's so embarrassing and people make kind of like assumptions and I I've, it took me years to get over that because I think when you have your first kid and you start hanging out and getting to know other parents that that can be friendships for life but I'm telling you no one really wanted to be my friend there were some mums that were very kind to me but bloody hell that was the loneliest time I, I just can't tell you and I was quite angry with my son. I, I just thought, you know, why are you doing this? You come from a loving home. You know, my husband was such a good stepfather to him. You know, he had, he had everything he wanted. And it was like, why why are you behaving like this? And I don't know if any of you have been through this, but you, you're almost like deconstructing their every moment awake, thinking, 
is it this? Is it because I gave him a sugary snack? You know, and and then I thought, look, we're just going to have to just be incredibly strict and just work through this. But my, I was very, very anxious at that time. I found it really, really hard to trust myself. And it kind of all came to a head when my husband suggested we went to see Lord of the Rings. He said it was a comedy, which it clearly isn't. And I hate fantasy stuff, but we had a bit of spare time. My son was at his dad's, so I went along. And by that stage, I was a few months pregnant. And very, I was very, very sick with my daughter. Really, really sick, which didn't help, I don't think. And we'd so we'd gone to the cinema and we were sat there watching it. I was thinking, what the fuck's this? I'm sorry if you guys love Lord of the Rings, but and basically there was a scene um, where they were talking telepathically. The next thing, I just had this huge panic attack because I thought I just I, I don't like my son. What if I kill him? And this is so hard to, to admit, believe me, I've this is why it's taken so long to do the second ep- this episode because I after the last one because I I've really gone backwards and forwards about whether to admit that. And I completely fell apart. I started crying in the film and my husband had to take me out. He was sort of trying to half carry me because I was I it, I think I was so overwhelmed by his behaviour, and it came out in these unwanted thoughts. And I, I, I scared myself. I scared the hell out of myself. I'd never had anything like that. And after that, I became really quite unwell because I just, I couldn't believe I'd had that thought. I couldn't look at anything on TV unless it was something incredibly gentle. You know, I'd go to bed super early. I was, and I overcompensated with my son, you know, making him lovely big amazing meals and toys and because I just felt this horrible guilt I was like I'm, I'm a monster I'm an absolute monster how and I I did speak to my counsellor about it and it's and partly I I'd stopped my medication when I'd got pregnant like straight away which you're not meant to do you're meant to wean off it so she was sort of like trying to rationalize it and saying but in in my head I felt like a complete and utter monster and I couldn't I didn't know how to get past that. There was a lot of fear in my behaviour and and that must have been really, really hard for my husband at the time. But it, to be honest, I look back now and I think I should have just taken him out of nursery and pushed through that stuff with him because it was just the worst time for everybody in my family but you know we we talk about it now and we kind of laugh about it I'm kind of like laughing and like (laughs) but you know he's nearly 22 now it's completely different and he's like yeah mum I was a complete psycho which obviously he wasn't but you know I didn't want him hurting kids and pushing them so when we went on to have three with my husband we were bloody strict I mean there were a couple of things with my daughter but 
compared to how we were and also I think when you have to learn how to discipline for me it wasn't a natural thing because you know you've you're bringing this little person up but you're you're learning as well and you know if if they're challenging or there's difficulties it's not always easy to know how to to deal with it and I thought by throwing solutions at it you know homeopathy cranial osteopathy counseling like I really wanted to to put it right and it it did carry on when he went to school but it 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 got better but it was a hugely slow process and interestingly before lockdown he was actually diagnosed with ADHD and he's and I know people say this about their children but he is really really bright I've never talked to him about what happened in the cinema. I didn't really tell anyone. I became incredibly phobic about being exposed to anything that would trigger those sort of thoughts. And I kind of tiptoed around myself and my mental health for a, a few years after that because and it's now obviously been, you know, 19 years since it happened and I I'm I'm not at peace with it. I still say it's one of the worst things that's ever happened because in my mind I'd completely lost control. But it's it's a very overwhelming time when you are having children and if they're not, you know, necessarily behaving well and you're out in public and that's the thing, you do become slightly public property when you have a kid. It's it's tough to reconcile that and... and you know, if you've got a community, if you've got a tribe around you who understand, amazing. But I didn't. I I basically just really had my husband. And we got through it together. But now we look back and we're like, oh my bloody hell, I don't know how we got through it. But I just wanted to talk about that. Because I think it's really, really important when you are anxious. And if you are experiencing issues with your child that it does it does get better but i so feel for anybody going through that because it's not fun and it does make you doubt yourself doubt your love for them not on an unconscious level obviously you love them very very much but it 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 actually talking to him as an adult and sort of saying you know this is what you kind of put me through <laughs> it has been quite cathartic so i i hope you guys get some solace from that it has been really hard to talk about this but i wanted to let you know you're not alone if you also struggle with unwanted thoughts and i'm sending you so much love and can't wait to speak again soon mm-hmm.